This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to everyone that's just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willie for you. Uh, my program is called Body Matters. Um, as you can hear, I've got a slight cold, so please bear with me today. I don't have anyone in the studio, but um, today I want to talk about a topic called Why Do We Need Faith? And this is something that God has just been really talking to me about and really just giving me more and more revelation on this topic. And I think it's such a powerful topic that I thought today it's something I really want to share with you so that you can get the comprehension of what faith is. And knowing that I've got a, a teaching heart, um, you know, it's always when I get a revelation, it's always something I want to share with someone and just enrich you on, on you know, what God has revealed to me. So I want to start off with a scripture called, um, it's in Galatians 3.11. It says, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteousness shall live by faith. Now, the topic that I'm talking about today is why do we need faith? And going back to this scripture that I read, it says the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteousness shall live by faith. Now, who is the righteousness? And I just want to quickly just go on to who is the righteousness. God says we are the righteousness of Christ, those who have given their life to the Lord. Um, Because it says the kingdom of God is not just a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the Spirit. So if we got the Holy Spirit inside of us, the Holy Spirit contains righteousness, joy, and peace. So we are the righteousness of Christ because we are now in right standing with Him. So let's talk a little bit about what is faith. So I went and I looked at the Oxford Dictionary of what faith is. And it says, faith is putting your complete trust in someone or something. And a synonym for that is, for faith is to believe or to trust or to put your confidence in. So faith, a synonym for faith. What is faith? Faith means to believe. Okay, so let's look at it from a Christian perspective. The minute we accepted Jesus in our hearts, we took the first step of faith. We chose at that moment, wherever you were, to put your trust in an unseen God and believed that you were saved. You know, when we get saved, we put our trust in an unseen God. It's something that's not seen. And then we confess with our mouths and we proclaim it out loud. And this is stipulated in Romans 10, 9 verse 8. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe it with all your heart. So it says, if you confess with your mouth, that means speak out loud that Jesus is Lord and you believe it with all your heart that God raised him from the dead 
you will be saved. For it is in believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Isn't that so simple to think that you can commit your life to the Lord just by those two actions, speaking it out loud and believing and believing is faith, having faith in an unseen God. And um, so what is faith? You know, faith is a gift from God. In Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. Okay, so your faith in God saved you. And this is not from yourself. So that faith that you had, that little thing that made you decide to give your life to the Lord at that moment, wasn't something that came from you. It is a gift from God, not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. Okay, so let me just read it again. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It's a gift from God, not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. So it is through faith in Christ that we are saved. It also says that faith does not come from us, but is a gift from God. You see, faith is not something that man himself can produce. If we look at John 15 verse 16, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. You see, you can't work to receive faith. But when you receive faith, you need to work it out to perfect that. So faith is a gift from God. The fact that you'd given your life to the Lord wasn't coincidence. It was God putting that, that faith in you to have faith in him, if that makes sense. Let's look at faith um, as a principle. So I'm going to look at faith from different perspectives. So first of all, faith is when we committed our life to the Lord. That was the first faith that we received. And now we have faith as a principle. So one of the most important principles in God's kingdom is faith. You see, we no longer belong to the kingdom of, we belong to the kingdom of heaven and no longer to the world. So we have access to the spiritual realm through the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Because of the Holy Spirit that lives in us, we are not just natural beings. We are now supernatural beings. And um, we have privileges. You know, we, we can ask God for things now. And the principle of faith does no longer focus on what is seen with the physical eye, but is focused on the unseen. And that unseen is a higher and more powerful being than ourselves. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. So we, we don't come from this world, but we live in this world, if that makes sense. We become more focused on the spiritual than the physical realm. And we put our trust, as I said, in something far greater than ourselves and this world. If we look at Romans 1.17, it says, and I'm just going to repeat it, the righteous will live by faith. As I explained to you, we are the righteousness of Christ. Everyone that has given their lives to the Lord and has received the Holy Spirit, we are in right standing with God because of the Spirit inside of us. So we 
are the righteousness of Christ. And it says the righteous will live by faith. So what does it mean that if we give our lives to the Lord, that we need to live by faith? You know, as Christians, as I said, we are the righteousness of Christ and faith becomes a new lifestyle. Okay, so what faith is according to the word of God? Let's look at faith now from a different perspective. What does the word of God say is faith? And in Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is that something in us that hopes for something. So faith is hoping and trusting for a good outcome, even when we can't see the physical evidence of it yet. Faith is to be totally convinced that something we are hoping for will materialize, even though in the natural it has not manifested yet. Can you see that in order to have faith, we need hope? So what is hope? Hope is the state of mind that believes and desires a positive outcome in our situation. If you think about hopelessness, um, hopelessness always sees the negative, but we, when we have hope, we have faith because we're optimistic. Faith gives us that optimistic um, feeling that, okay, this is going to happen. So hope is determined by what we choose to believe and what we visualize in our minds. And vice versa, faith is the building blocks that produces hope and it is the reassurance that it will come to pass. So I know it's such a mouthful, but think about it. Think about a situation where you got a negative report. Um, and now you really trust in God for, a, you know, to, to, for, you know, to help you in that situation. And all of a sudden you just get a knowing or a feeling, um, you know, that everything's going to be okay. So that that everything is going to be okay gives you hope. Okay, everything's going to be fine. So can you see in that perspective that hope and faith, they are side in side. So, you know, without, without hope, you cannot have faith. And without faith, you cannot have hope. Because Hebrews says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Things you are hoping for, those good things you're trusting God for to come through. So I hope that makes sense. Even though you cannot see it, you just have this knowing everything is going to be okay. That is faith because it's a positive, good outcome. And when you've got that faith, you, you've got that hope. That That's something that joy inside of you rises. So we're going to take a short break, a music break, and then we're going to continue about and we're going to chat about what do we actually need faith for. So let's take a break. Welcome back. You're with Alana Willifier. Our program is called Body Matters. And I have been chatting about faith. What is faith? And what do we need faith for? And the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. So we are hoping for something, something good, a positive outcome. But why do we need faith? Because the Bible says that the righteous shall live by faith. So why do we need faith? You know, as the children of the king, we have privileges and rights that we never had before we got saved. 
And it's an unlimited resources that it's a, that is available to us from heaven. You see, we don't longer live according to the world. We live according to godly standards. And we become dependent on our Father and not on the world for all our provision and needs. So we live in this world, but we no longer depend on this world. And that is in Philippians 4.19 that says, The Lord will supply all my needs according to the riches of his glory in Jesus Christ. You see, in the Lord's Prayer, he also says, Let us pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that is in Matthew 6, 19 to 13. In other words, what are we praying for? What are we saying? In other words, let those things that are happening in heaven manifest on earth. And let's just give an example. In heaven, is anybody sick? No. In heaven, is anyone depressed? No. You see, depression, sickness, heart sore, heartache, all of that was never meant to be our portion. And it was God's heart for us to live forever in paradise, to, to live with him on this earth. But because of the fall of man, um, we we have fallen into many kinds of 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 things, temptation, heartache, all of that. But when we have we we have Jesus in us, we have access to those things in heaven, those things that are manifested in heaven, and that's why the Lord's prayer is so powerful when it says, "Let your kingdom come, let your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven." So when we pray, we are calling heavenly things. On earth, because we're entitled to it, because we are the children of the Most High. You see, as money is the currency of this world, faith becomes our currency of obtaining the things that we need from our Heavenly Father. You see, believing in Him equals receiving from Him. When we pay for something in the natural, we go to the shop, we buy something, we expect to get what we paid for. And therefore, if we ask the Lord for anything, he says, if you have faith, you know, if we have faith, he will give it to us. And therefore, we should also be expectant that he will give us what we've asked for, if it's according to his will. So in Hebrews eleven six, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe, number one, that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. He rewards those. So it, the, the Bible says also in Matthew, knock, seek, and you will find knock and the door shall be open unto you. So what is the Lord saying? He's saying, I've given you faith, so whatever you ask me, whatever you're praying for, whatever you need from me, if you believe it, I will give it to you. And he will give it to us if it's according to his will. You know, sometimes we want things that's not part of God's will. Um, and he doesn't always give us what we want. So in other words, God is saying you must believe that he's real. And if you ask him for anything, he will give you what you ask, because without faith, you cannot operate in God's kingdom. We need faith to operate in his kingdom as children of the Most High. We can ask God for things that, he, that, that we want, but as I said, but God will always give us what we need. If our motivation for asking does not line up with his desires for our lives, 
He will only give us that which will be to our own benefit or advantage. That scripture that says that God works all things out for good. And I don't know if you have listened to the program last week when I um, spoke to Nigel. And he was also talking about trusting God. And sometimes, you know, we trust God for the things. We want the things of God. But we don't always put our trust in God. Saying, God, you know what's best for me. You will give me according to what you know is good for me. And, you know, sometimes we get angry when we don't get things from God. But that doesn't mean that, um, you know, God doesn't favor us. Maybe it's not for our best interests because God sees the beginning from the end. So what are the things that hinder us from receiving from God? Say, for instance, we are praying and praying and we're not getting a breakthrough and we're believing and, you know, nothing's happening. And there's, there's many things. And I just want to touch on a few things like sometimes there's unconfessed sin, um, unforgiveness, bitterness, selfishness. It's just a few examples of things that can hinder us from receiving from God. Now I'm going to go back to scripture again. Um, I'll, I'll come to that scripture that sums up all of this. But in Isaiah 59 verse 2 it says, But your iniquities have separated you from God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear you. So sometimes we, you know, we want things from God, but we're not prepared to to be obedient to his will. We live our lives as we want to, but then when things happen, God, you need to come through for me. Um, you know, in other words, we use God when we need him, and that's not God's heart. And there's another example in 1 Peter 3, verse 7, it says, In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wife, with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so that your prayers will not be hindered. You see, these are just examples of where God mentions that he, your prayers are hindered when he doesn't listen um, to you. But in Matthew six thirty three, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you as well. So what is he saying here? What is God saying? Seek my kingdom first. Seek to live righteous. Seek to do my will. And I will give you all these things. I'll give you what you ask from me. You see, the key is seeking to live a righteous life. You know that faith in God promotes righteous living so that whatever we ask him, he will give it to us. When we are in right standing with God, our prayers carry weight. And this is, this is the, um, in James 5, 16, it says, The praise of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And in another translation, it says, The praise of a righteous man avails too much. So when you are in right standing with God and, and you're walking a, a, a godly life, you're living a godly life, you're doing your best. You see, none of us are perfect. We all fall short, but God knows our hearts. You know, but when we ask him, Lord, help me, you know, I've, I've done everything. I've tried my best. You know, God does answer us. But if we, we live the way we want to live and do whatever we want to that doesn't please God, and then we say, hey, God, why aren't you helping me? 
And he says, but your iniquities have separated you from me. So faith is basically living, promotes righteous living. And I just want to give you a few scriptures confirming that prayer with faith is effective. In Matthew 18, um, verse 22, it says, And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive it if you have faith. I mean, that sums up everything. And just another example in Matthew 5, 34, it's, um, Jesus said to the woman, You are now well because of your faith. Um, and Matthew 9, 29, you can read all these stories in the gospel where Jesus has healed so many people. And it says here, according to your faith, it will be done to you. You'll be healed because according to your faith. And I just want to add to this because as I'm sharing this, I remember, and I know I've shared this probably so many times already, but if, so just bear with me because there might be someone that's been listening for the first time. I remember being really sick and um, I was just, you know, proclaiming all the scriptures over my body, all the healing scriptures, like by his stripes I'm healed and, you know, all of that. And I remember I heard the Lord clearly say to me, um, you need to choose. I will yield you when you choose to believe that I can do it. So sometimes we know what Jesus is capable of doing. But do we always believe it? I will yield you if you believe I can do it. Um, and to me, that was that was quite a, a a revelation. And maybe I'm not bringing it across very well. But what he was saying is, you know all the scriptures. You know I can do it. But do you believe I can do it? And that is where faith steps in. You see, in Matthew 13, the Lord also, he couldn't perform any miracles in Nazareth because of the people's unbelief. They never had the faith to receive the miracles from him, even though he was prepared to give it to them. So faith must be an important key for us to access that which we need to receive from God. I do believe that the Lord, you know, he can perform miracles without faith. But I believe that he's also is, is, is interested in our heart's attitude and willingness to receive from him. Um, I also believe that faith shows our independence on our Heavenly Father. You see, we're putting our faith in God, not in this world. And when we do that, we are dependent on him. And that is what God wants. He is our Father. He will supply all our needs. So let's get to the to this topic of how can we exercise our faith. You see, our faith develops and strengthens as we walk and spend intimate time with Father God and His Word. Remember that faith is produced by standing on and believing the Word of God. So who is the Word? If we're standing on the Word of God, who is the Word? Jesus is the Word. And in Romans ten seventeen it says, Consequently, Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. You see, the more we spend time in the Bible, listening to sermons, spending time in his presence, our faith is being built up daily and the word of God becomes a truth in our lives. Now, you must remember the enemy is called the father of lies. He lies to us about our circumstances, about our sicknesses. 
But the more we spend time in the word of God, and who's the word Jesus, the more we spend time with Jesus, the more we will know the truth. And our faith is as strong as our measure of truth. And I want to repeat that. Our faith is as strong as our measure of truth. The more we know the word of God, which is the truth, the greater our measure of faith will be. And God just gave me that revelation. Our measure of faith equals our measure of truth. The more you know what you're entitled to, the more you know as a child of God what's your portion and your inheritance and what your benefits are. The devil cannot lie to you anymore. You'll go, oh, no, 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 that's, that's not from God. And once you have that revelation of the truth, it definitely builds your faith because faith and truth is, is based on the same thing. You can say, no, 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 you, you won't fall for that. So, and also fear is the opposite of faith. But once you know the truth, you will be able to have faith. The more truth you have, the greater measure of faith you'll have. So faith comes from hearing the word of God. Faith is not based on our emotions, but on the truth. And you know how many times you get a bad report, you get things happening around you, you're emotional, I can't do this anymore, you know, you don't feel like you're getting healed, you don't feel like anything's moving, you don't feel like there's a breakthrough, and yet the Word of God gives you, God gives you a word, or He gives you um, something to stand on, and I just want to say that we must never allow what we are feeling to dictate our truth. You know, our emotions will always fluctuate, but God's word cannot be shaken. And maybe this is for someone today. Don't be dictated by your emotions, how you're feeling. Go to the word of God and find out the truth about what God says about you and your circumstances and believe that God's word cannot be shaken. But you know what? Tomorrow in five minutes, you're feeling better again. So don't rely on your feelings or emotions. They are the most deceptive part of your being. You know that faith comes when we line up our thoughts with God's thoughts. And that's just basically going back to what his word says about your situation. What does God think about you? What does God think about your situation? And that causes us to believe what he says about our circumstances and our situation. And, you know, the more we know what God says and the more we believe it, the more faith we'll have and the more hope we'll have and more joy we'll have in knowing that God is in control. You know, sometimes we need to put our faith in action because faith without works is dead. You know, when we speak and declare the truth, we need to speak and declare the truth as if it has already been done. And sometimes we need to act upon something in faith, even if we don't feel like it. But if God says, I want you to go and knock on someone's door and, and give them something, even if you don't feel like doing it, but if you do it, if you step out, if that's what God told you to do, step out and do it. Because faith always produces good works and that enables righteous living. And I want to repeat that. Faith always produces good works and enables righteous living. You see, faith produces peace. When we walk in this kind of faith, we will also experience his peace 
And it's a supernatural knowing that we are operating in God's will. Have you ever been so fearful of something and all of a sudden, um, you know, you go to the word of God and you just get a word and this word jumps out at you and all of a sudden you've just got peace. It's like you just know everything's going to be okay. And no matter, even if you see the evidence or not, maybe someone's in hospital and God gives you a word that, you know, you're going to heal that person. Even when you don't see the evidence, you've just got that peace in the midst of the storm. And that is that peace that God talks about, that peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind. That's his supernatural peace. And the minute that you operate in peace, you're operating in God's will. And that is faith. That faith knowing no matter what's going on around you, Everything is going to work out fine. And that peace doesn't come from us. It only comes from God. So I want to read Isaiah 26.3. It says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on you because he trusts in you. Okay, so what does the scripture mean? It means because we trust in God, he will keep us in perfect peace, knowing that our eyes are fixed on him. Isn't that beautiful? And then I also want to touch on the shield of faith. You know, we talk about the armor of God in Ephesians, and it says, take up the shield of faith, that we need to clothe ourselves with the armor. And let's just focus on that shield of faith. You know, when your faith is high, when you've got hope, when you just got a word from God who said, I'm going to turn your situation around, no matter what your situation looks like. All of a sudden, you've got your shield of faith up. And no matter what the enemy brings, no matter what the enemy tells you, you're so totally convinced that God is going to to do what he says he's going to do. And that is taking up your shield of faith. So take up your shield of faith. Faith, faith gives us the supernatural ability to overcome the lies of the enemy and walk in victory. It is faith that overcomes this world. In John 5, 4, it says, Everyone that has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. It is our faith. Faith in our, in our Lord makes us already an overcomer of this world. Why? Because when you walk in faith, you walk in the truth. And when the enemy comes with with any lies, then you know, no, this is the truth. That is why the Bible says, my people will perish because of a lack of knowledge. If you don't know the word of God, how are you going to have faith? Well, how are you going to know what is the truth? The enemy is just going to come and lie to you and you are going to be depressed, hopeless. You're going to be down and out because you're going to believe everything he says. But the minute you know the truth, you are victorious. You cannot perish because then you can overcome. And it says it's our faith. And it is the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. And in Romans 8, 37, it says, Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus who loves us. You see, the Lord needs us as humans to accomplish his will on this earth. He needs us. He needs us to bring heaven to earth through our faith. 
It's because of our faith that miracles can take place. It's because of our faith in him that we can receive supernatural things that the world cannot receive. And this is how we bear witness to the world. And let us end off with that. Let us take a short break and we're nearly done with the program. I'm going to talk about what happens, you know, how faith can lead to righteous living after this break. Welcome back. It's Alana Willifier. If you've just tuned in, it is, um, you're with my program called Body Matters. And I've just been chatting about faith. You know, what is faith? What do we need faith for? And so we've touched on a lot of things I've taken faith and looked at it from different perspectives and that faith equals truth. The more truth you know, the more you know about the word of God, the more um, faith you have and that faith gives us hope. And um, so I want to chat a little bit quickly or touch on what happens when we are struggling to obtain faith. You know that sometimes you can read the word, you can stand on your promises, but you just feel like you just don't, you just don't believe it. You know, God, when are you going to come through? And um, so I just want to quickly touch on this. In Matthew 17, 20, it says, Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. You see, at times we struggle with our faith, but it isn't, it's encouraging to know that even if we have faith, as small as a mustard seed, just a little bit of faith. And the Lord says that um, we could use it and that um, the Lord will use it to do the impossible. And you know what? The enemy knows that we just need a little bit of faith for that thing to happen. And that is why the enemy will do anything to steal your faith, to lie to you. But when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And so in Mark 23, 24, it says, Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. Now, believes means who has faith, because that's a synonym for faith. So everything is possible for one who has faith. And immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me with my unbelief. How many times do we, as I said again, struggle to believe? Even myself, you know, we struggle. We really struggle. God, are you really going to come through? You know, I want to believe you're going to come through, but are you going to come through? And as this boy's father, he called out, he says, help me with my unbelief. And I believe we can also call out to God when our faith is weak and ask him to increase our faith because it says faith is not from ourselves. Faith is a gift from God. So surely if faith is a gift from God, we can ask God, God, help us with our unbelief. Give me the faith I need to believe or trust you that you can do what I'm asking you to do. You see, if we, it says in, in 2 Timothy 3, 13, it says, if we are unfaithful, even when we are unfaithful, when we don't believe, God remains faithful. He remains faithful since he cannot deny himself. Isn't that beautiful? You know, God knows we're weak. He knows we struggle. He knows that there's times when we have so much faith and there's times we just don't have faith. 
But even though we are faithless, he is faithful and we can still call out to him. You see, the Lord is merciful and gracious. You know, he will help us if we call out to him. And he's such a good father. You see, he says, I am the author and perfecter of your faith. So let's let's go on to chat a little bit about faith leads to righteous living. Because it says that um, the righteous will live by faith. Those who have the Holy Spirit, Spirit inside of them, they are righteous. We are righteous. So it says um, the righteous shall, shall live by faith. So he is the one who gives us faith, God. So remember that the Lord is the author and perfecter of our faith. He says, the work I've started in you, I will bring to completion. Um, and in Hebrews 12, 2, it says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. You see, he will also allow us to grow in our faith as we abide and obey him. So the more we spend time in his word, the more we hear of the word and the more we do it, because um, it's no use hearing and knowing the word, but not doing the word. It's, it's two different things. See, you will bring it to completion. God will bring everything to completion. Every trial and every test, every hardship that we go through in our lives, it's all to cultivate faith within us. Because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. You see, faith is progressive. As we mature in him, it is progressive. It's always growing. Faith in action promotes righteous living. You see, we have a responsibility to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, meaning that when we know the truth and we don't walk in the truth, we are deliberately sinning. And in Luke 18, 8, it says, When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This means, will he find people still walking in the truth? You see, it's one thing to know the truth, but it's another thing to walk in the truth. As I said, faith without works is dead. You can believe something, but if you don't act upon that something, it will also not happen. You see, our measure of faith is equivalent to our measure of truth. Therefore, the Lord sent us the Holy Spirit. And he says, I will give you the Holy Spirit to guide you in all truth, which means to help us to have complete faith in him, in him, in Jesus. And in Hebrews 12, 2, it says, and Jesus is the truth. Um, John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth and the life. The more we put our trust in him, and he is the truth, because he says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth. So he's saying, I am the truth. So the more we put our trust in Jesus, the truth, the more faith we'll have. And when we know the truth, we can walk in the truth. And walking in the truth means to walk in righteousness. The truth also equals power and the authority in the Spirit. So the Lord wants to take us to new levels of faith. And I believe the Lord wants to take us to a point in our walk with Him where we are totally convinced that He can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or think of according to the power that works in us. And that's in Ephesians 3.20. It is His power in us. And I just want to leave you with this last thought, and I'm going to end off now. 
So God can only take us as far as we are willing to let our imagination or vision take us. You see, can you visualize your future, your success, your victory? It will only give us according to our measure of faith. Therefore, we need to dream big. The word says that we do not have because we do not ask. And so we mustn't limit God in what he is able to do in us and through us. So I want to end off with that thought. And I want to just pray for you, um, for those of you are listening, that God will just give you that extra measure of faith for whatever you're trusting him for. And remember, faith comes from hearing the word of God. And that is walking in the truth. That is knowing the truth and walking in the truth. So Father God, I just speak to every listener out, um, out there today, Lord, everyone that's listening to my voice. And I pray today that you will touch them, that you will give them an extra measure of faith, that whatever they are trusting you for, Father, that they will know, Father, that you will work all things out for good, that you do hear their prayers, Father, and you will answer them in the right time and the right way, because it's always your timing and in your way, Father God. Our Lord, I pray that you'll bless them, that you'll cover them with your blood, that you will help them, that you'll be with them, that you'll encourage them wherever they are, Father. For those who need healing, a healing touch today, send your word, Father, and heal them and deliver them from destruction. And Lord, I thank you for everything that you have done in and through our lives. May we be, f be found with faith when you come, Father, not just knowing the truth, but walking in the truth completely sold out for you in jesus name amen so thank you so much for um, joining me today we'll meet again next saturday at the same time from me alana willifee goodbye this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m Please visit kpulpit.co.za.